Hello, friends. Have you noticed that you can get caught up in consuming content? Or maybe you notice you are hyper, hyper focused on the doing. Empaths, we often consume. And I know because that was me too, soaking up information from all my favorite teachers and mentors. But it wasn't until I started focusing more on the being and embodiment work that the door to massive clarity was finally unlocked. And I no longer got confused about what was my energy versus everybody else's. I was able to become a more clear channel for creation and as a result, transform my life, business, and health. In fact, my meditation and embodiment practice is what helped me have a nearly $40,000 month this past January, see the highest downloaded month of the podcast, and finally release a lot of unnecessary stress. And my clients felt it and saw it in their lives too. It wasn't reading more articles. It wasn't doing more busy work. So I'm inviting you to graduate from the spongy empath consumer into the self-activated sovereign healer. You can take your podcast listening experience from, ooh, I feel seen, heard, and inspired to, holy shit, I actually feel different. My being has shifted. I am the embodiment of the woman I desire to be. The Third Eye Collective is a simple way to upgrade your experience and commit not only to a meditation practice that complements your healing, but also receive personalized coaching so you can be clear on what direct actions to implement into your highest goals. There are two simple ways to get involved at $11 or $22 a month with no commitment. So if this is calling your name, join this amazing and growing community. To me, it's like, we're all using the law of attraction, but we're using it in an unconscious cycle again, where it's like, get what you want, fuck it up, get what you want, fuck it up, get what you want. Like, yeah. and that's still the law of attraction at play. But what I really want to teach women is how to use these laws consciously from a place of alignment and relaxation and flow. Welcome to the Healing Uncensored podcast. My name is Sarah Small, and I'm a health and mindset coach for women with autoimmune disease just like you. I absolutely love helping you tap into your self-healing power, uncover the energetic side of healing, and release limiting beliefs around your body and your life. Think of this podcast as everything you wouldn't hear at your doctor's office. It's a place for empowered souls to move beyond food and heal themselves on a soul level. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Now let's begin. Hello, I've got my girl Tori back on the show today. If you missed our first conversation, go back to episode seven and give it a listen. Tori is a spiritual mentor and intuitive. She's also just a magical human being that I love to talk to and be within her energy. You'll see what I mean once you listen to today's episode. So let's get started. Scratch the surface. (laughs) Let's just go right into the heavy stuff. (laughs) Okay, ready? Yeah. Let's let's get started. We're already recording, so welcome oh, back. Cool. Welcome back, Tori. Welcome to the show. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be the first repeat. Yeah. And I, have loved watching the show grow. Like holy shit. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. It's been a journey. And honestly though, 
One of the things that I've loved most about this podcast and being able to have these conversations is I feel like I have like 20 new friends, <laughs> like all yeah. over the world. I'm like, oh my God, she's my friend now, or he's my friend now. And it's been able to bring me closer to people like within this greater chronic illness and just spiritual community. Cause a lot of what we talk about is more on a spiritual level and just been able to connect with amazing human beings and you are an amazing human being. So I'm glad to have you back. <laughs> Thank you. What have you been up to lately? Let's just kind of catch up on your life. Like what's, what's happening in your business lately? So my business has completely changed at, as per usual. <laughs> well, it's still <laughs> the same. It's still the same foundation of spirituality, sisterhood and yeah. self love. Yeah. But Getting really honest with myself about what I enjoy talking about. I think for the longest time I was, I was waiting for my clients to tell me what the next step was. Yeah. And I think in the beginning of your business, like that totally works in the beginning of anything. It helps to just like stay open. Yeah. But eventually like you have to take responsibility for where you're spending your time and how you're showing up. So I was just telling you a moment ago, like the fastest way that it, I've noticed the most growth through starting this business because there's nowhere to hide mm -hmm. my bullshit at all. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's given me this gift of like taking a microscope to where I find joy because I, before this summer was associating my business with this like survival. It has to work. If it doesn't work, all hell's going to break loose. Mm -hmm. And it's asked, it's allowed me to ask that question, like, where do I feel the most joy? And to be honest, I didn't have an answer. And that mm -hmm. scared me. Mm -hmm. So this, I've wiped everything out. <laughs> like just everything that I thought to be true with my business. I was like, okay, I, I just, I'm just going to start over, start fresh. Mm -hmm. And the thing that brings me the most joy is teaching people how to have a practical conversation with the universe. Mm. Like, that's it. And so when I found the 12 laws of the universe, that was to me just pure gold. It was like, I found the blueprint to life mm -hmm. and I was like, this is exactly what I want to talk about. It's all I want to talk about. I'm absolutely obsessed with this. I'll start here. Yeah. So I created the 12, 12 experience, which is teaching women and there were actually a couple men that signed up. Mm -hmm. um, the 12 laws over the span of 12 days mm -hmm. and it was explosive and so easy and so joyful and I loved every second of it and so right now my business that's what I'm doing I'm having fun mm -hmm. I'm making imperfect actions happen I'm just showing up with my whole self and not hiding anymore I think for a while I was hiding behind the business and this this whole spiritual community, as you know, you can just get really wrapped up in mm -hmm. what this person's doing. What's the next moon ceremony I should be doing? What's this yeah. I should be doing? Like, how much can I detox? And I was just like, I got to stop like all of that in my personal life and my business mm -hmm. and just show up with joy and truth and then see what happens. Yeah. And it's been a gift for I sure. I love that. So you, I mean, you're tapped into your intuition and you're making these intuitive decisions in life and in your business now where it's like almost, you are connected, you are connected to the universe. And so you're just like letting that be part of your, your guide, your, your, um, those little pushes, the nudge, right. That like lovingly nudge forward and in whatever direction it tells you to go. Uh, I think for some people though, it's hard for them to wrap their 
mind around like what does it mean to make in intuitive decisions what does that look like what does that feel in your body how do you just do things out of joy and not worry about all this like the finances and everything because i know we've both had that where it's like oh my gosh this business has to make me money or i'm not going to be able to have a place to live or i'm not going to be able to eat so where do we start with making those in intuitive decisions the thing I realize is that the clarity that we're all seeking doesn't actually come from thinking and planning and all this stuff. It comes from action. Mm -hmm. So to find that clarity that we, that we're all reaching for, we have to take the first step. And I think your mentor said it, Angie Lee, like you'll get the second step when you take the first one. And it sounds like common sense when you read mm -hmm. the quote, but like, so often we're like reaching for the whole staircase and we haven't even taken the, the first step. Yeah. So for me, that first step was wiping everything out. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't from a place of fear. That was from a place of trust. And I think that's the second key is taking action from that place of trust and not from fear. Because me looking at my business as this like if it doesn't work I'm on the streets every action I took was rooted in fear and it caused this struggle and suffering inside of me that made me resent my business and everybody that I was working with yeah so I think for somebody who is having a hard time like wrapping their head around how to to trust it's like do you want to be happy or do you <laughs> it's like a simple question do you want to be happy or do you want to to struggle. Mm -hmm. I know we've been environmentally conditioned to believe that it has to be a struggle for it to work right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like really at the end of the day, you are such a powerful creator. And until we learn to trust ourselves and that part of ourselves, we'll always just repeat the same stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then the second thing that helped me is just making a decision was this, it was like putting um, essential oil over my soul because making yeah. one decision, it was like, even if it was the most fucked up decision or the worst decision, at least I made a decision and I had like a step, like an action. I had something. Mm -hmm. um, I think where we start to get really stuck and in our own way is when we just don't make a decision mm -hmm. and we get so afraid that we're going to make the wrong one. And it's like, even like wiping out the whole business could have been the worst decision ever. But I was like, it felt like a relief because, okay, I had something I had, I put one foot forward and then of course the next step showed up. Mm -hmm. So I think a blend of those two things, which is pretty practical. It's like yeah. getting out of our own way, trusting your ability and your resourcefulness and just making a damn decision. You mentioned um, repeating things over and over and kind of like that's what happens when we don't, I believe that when we don't learn the lesson we needed from that experience, it's just going to repeat itself in other ways. Uh, where have you seen that in your life? Has that ever showed up for you where it's like the same damn thing keeps happening over and over again, or you manifest the same situation over and over again. And then like, how do we ultimately then change that? How do we stop repeating these old habits and patterns and maybe even some of its programmed from past lives as well. Yeah, I actually am realizing that we were talking about that a second ago off I was gonna say off the record, which is like the name of my new program. So I was like, <laughs> wait, that sounds familiar. Um, oh wait, that's my program. <laughs> <laughs> um 
it's showing up right now for me. Um, and this is kind of heady, so bear with me, listeners. Yeah. The pattern I have in my love life is the exact pattern I have in my money and mm-hmm. the exact pattern I have in my career. And that struck me like I'm vibrating right now because my body has made this huge connection, like so huge that I still haven't even been able to unwrap it all. Mm-hmm. But it's something that I think we all need to start really looking at because when we start to repeat this, I think we are basically in an unconscious cycle with the external world. We're not in a conscious cycle with our inner being. And so I think what has helped me unwrap this a lot more is to compare it to other areas of my life mm-hmm. and then start to put the pieces together of like, oh, this usually happens right around the time when I'm supposed to be emotionally open. Yeah. Or this usually happens right around the time that I get what I want. Mm-hmm. Self-sabotage. This usually happens right around the same time that I'm about to make a career move. All of a sudden, everything freezes up. My bank account, I stop having sex. Like everything just stops. Yeah. And it's the same freaking thing all across the board for me personally. Mm-hmm. I will be very surprised if someone else finds that they've shown up differently in their career, their money, and their love life. Like mm-hmm. I believe that how you show up in one place is how you show up everywhere. I've heard that for so long and now I'm truly watching it from You have to be like really honest with yourself, right? Because I had a coach point that out to me before and then she's she also like had me see it in my potential clients in my business where she was like, if they're saying no to say a program I'm hosting that they're like saying they want to do so bad that it's like exactly what they've been looking for, but it costs too much money. Mm-hmm. And they're saying no to me in this situation. Well, likely, and this, I've been that person before too, but like, it's like, they're probably saying no in a lot of other areas of their life when they know to things that they, their heart, their intuition is telling them, yes, yes, yes. But then, then, then there's this money thing, right. Or whatever that block is that's saying no, but shows yeah. up in all these different, different areas. And to be able to connect that, I hope people are having some ahas right now where it's like, oh yeah, the way I show up or like what you're saying, like kind of just shutting down in money, shutting down in sex, shutting down in your business or paralysis, like this decision paralysis Mm -hmm. in all these areas. Oftentimes it shows up in all these different places. So how do we, how do we, how do we stop that, Tori? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think we know. I, shadow work is so interesting because you don't know until you like truly know it. So yeah. the shadow is, that's how the unconscious world works. You're just sort of, you're ebbing and flowing. So I do always bring it back to t- trust. You're going to know what you need to know when you need to know it. And right yeah. now I've gotten to this rock bottom place. Mm-hmm. And I say this from an empowered heart. I look at rock bottom as like, fuck yeah, we're about to rise. I don't, I don't get afraid of it. I'm like, take me there. Like, let's do this. Um, and now that I'm at that space where I'm looking at everything and I'm like, whoa, okay. I'm at this threshold of like, not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. Because until we get to that threshold, we'll just stay in the dance. And the dance can still be productive. Like, who knows if I would have realized this a year ago. I might still like be with said, my ex-partner. There's, you've been told that before. 
I've been told that before, that where you show up in one place is how you show up in all these other places. But for some reason now is the time that you're actually realizing, oh, holy shit. Yeah. Like, because mm-hmm. you probably need to know that now. What were you saying though? Yep. So you're like, you could have, you could have been. Totally. You were. Mm-hmm. And I, and it would have been a completely different situation, but I think when we begin to go down into the shadow work, the biggest thing we have to remember is that nothing's wrong with us. Like mm-hmm. it's not about fixing this or getting rid of the pattern or Xing it out and be like delete. It's about bringing awareness yeah. and acceptance to your subconscious body because it's a part of who you are so that you can take more inspired action, more conscious action. That's really what it is. So is this the end of my cycle of like how I show up in one place, how I show up everywhere? No, but it's going to be the end of me repeating that particular behavior. Mm-hmm. And now that I have the awareness and I've accepted it and I've understood it and had conversations with it, now I can take different actions. And like the more that we do this, the more that we just step into radical responsibility for our path, the more skillful of a creator you become. And I, when we look at it that way, then it's not this dreadful, like, oh God, I have to fix another limiting belief. It's like, okay, I get to experience myself in a new way again and again and again and again until my mission on this planet is done. Mm-hmm. And that might be a little big picture for some people, but at the end of the day, like what else are we here for than to experience the shades of our layers in different ways yeah. and to love each step? Like it's never gonna, we didn't come here to be perfect, satisfied no, unicorns. We can. <laughs> I mean, we're all unicorns. But. We're all unicorns, but we're all different. Like different the unicorn shaving. in me is different than the unicorn in you. <laughs> They're so good. Hey, maybe you were a unicorn in a past life, and I've been playing with past life because right now I'm in hypnotherapy, and I read the book mm-hmm. "Many Lives, Many Masters" yeah. by Dr. Brian Weiss, and I mean talk about explosion of the brain. I was like, whoa, coming home to the soul. Yeah. And um, so I was like, well, I want to do hypnotherapy. I want to go back into my past lives and understand why the frig I keep doing this thing. Right. And I haven't gone there. It was way different than what I anticipated. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm looking at the shadow work from like a whole different perspective. Um, and I'm looking at past lives from a different perspective because even in that moment, Sarah, like I was reaching for this fix. I was like, oh, the past lives thing is going to be like the thing that gets me to this next step. And then I'm going to get that medal. And then the universe is going to reward me with a million dollars. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, what? Right. <laughs> so not I so much. <laughs> no, the universe is not. Yeah, it could. But I'm me playing that game with the universe was not that was unconscious. Like that was in itself like a repetitive pattern. So tell me about hypnotherapy. Like what was, what was your experience? Oh man. So I thought that it was going to be a lot more like you felt like you were sleeping, but you're definitely fully aware of everything that you're saying. Um, It's the, it's the gut reactions. You're in such a tranced, relaxed state. If you're with somebody that you truly trust, you can just like, you know, go into that trance state. And by trance, I mean, it's that meditative state 
you know, right before you're about to like bob off to sleep, like you're, you're still there, you're still feeling certain sensations, but your imagery and your higher faculties are much more heightened because you don't have all the stimulus from the external world. Like you've just sort of dropped in. Yeah. And from that place, I mean, what comes out of your mouth is just the truth, like the raw, honest truth. Mm-hmm. And so I was hearing like my seven-year-old self say that she's stupid and no one's going to ever understand her. Mm-hmm. And as I'm saying it, I was like, oh my God, this like, this is in me still. Mm-hmm. So it was just the biggest mirror, the sharpest, biggest mirror that I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have had flashes of scenes that aren't from this world for sure, but it it wasn't as um, it wasn't this instant fix at all. It, it was definitely like a um, it was like I was literally like peeling back layers of an onion. And so every time I went in there, and I still have like a month's worth of hypnotherapy to do. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be really cool to see the end result. But as I started to get more comfortable going into that trance state, it took me less time to work around my ego, who was like, "Nothing's wrong with you. You're fine. This is stupid. Why are you actually doing this?" Yeah. That voice just got smaller and smaller and I could go straight to the source. Mm-hmm. And then from that place, I was able to download from my intuition. So she started to record me. She would ask me a question mm-hmm. to my higher self. And I, the things that came out of my mouth, I was just like, whoa, who is this? It was mm-hmm. just like this golden energy that I would connect with because in hypnotherapy, they connect you with your resources, mm-hmm. your highest self the mother earth and your inner child mm-hmm. and all of them have different things to say. And so in hypnotherapy, you can start to, I guess, communicate, access, exchange energy with all of them. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me that once I got past um, some of the inner child work, the downloads that came through from my higher power were just gorgeous. She writes them all down and then I read them later and I'm like, Whoa, I said that like, <laughs> okay. And it's just really cool. It gives you um, a sense of belonging. Yeah. I love that. That makes me really want to go try. Oh, my God, Sarah, you would love it. Yeah. You would love it. It's like muscle testing, but, like, with your voice sort of. Right. Like, it's that first thing that comes out. Yeah. Uncensored, unfiltered, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you would love it. Connection to source. So – did you have this expectation that like past lives would come through like really clearly in that? And then you said that you saw like these kind of glimpses, but nothing was like crystal clear. Is that sort of what you mean? Yeah. I, cause I feel the more that I take responsibility for this life that I have as Tori Washington, September, 2018, the less that I'm like looking in the past for these answers, like, one thing that I uncovered in hypnotherapy was how uncomfortable I am being human. Mm-hmm. Like I identify so much with the divinity of my being, which is probably why I love to teach on the laws of the universe. Like yeah. that, that just like lights me up so much because I identify so much with my divinity and it felt so divine to imagine myself in Egypt and like in these different realms and like on these different waves of consciousness Mm-hmm. But the, I'm realizing that in this lifetime, my biggest lesson is learning how to be human, mm-hmm. how to walk the mystical path with practical feet and like honor just the humanity of myself and letting my humanness be a gift to the world 
And through that, the divinity is always going to be there because that's my source. But it was never, I don't think the purpose of my hypnotherapy in this moment is to journey to past lives. I think the universe is constantly being like, nope, sit right here in this life. We know you want to go journey to all these different places. Yeah, You you chose this body in this lifetime. So Uh look at her, honor her when she's three. And I went to like two and even in my mother's womb. And I was like, wow, I haven't been comfortable being human. I've been running away from that humanity. And that's, you know, spiritual bypassing and even using our um, healing modalities as, you know, a mask, sometimes a crutch. Yeah. So you're obviously more uh, comfortable in like your upper chakras than your lower chakras or that grounding. You like, you like to be in your intuitive higher self, just like me. (laughs) And like grounding can be hard. And, and so I've noticed that partially because of that, I have a lot of anxiety in my life and it's something that I've very consciously been, been healing and it's improved drastically over the the last year, as we were talking about discussing before. Uh, But do you find that because you're so, you want to just be in that, that divine um, connection to the universe and like in your divinity that sometimes that the anxiety starts to creep up and you forget to ground yourself ever? My God. Yeah. I've had like, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Because it goes back to not feeling safe in your body. Right. And you know, it's so crazy. And we've talked about this because I used to text you like, okay, I really want to try CBD because this anxiety thing is messing with my whole day. But I was even anxious about taking a CBD. Yeah. And even when I go to very deep meditations, they can induce anxiety for me because I'm anxious to go to that level of consciousness or to go to these different dimensions not to be I mean there's there's different dimensions and so I would get this anxiety even around that and then something clicked it's like the more human I allow myself to be like the more I allow myself to experience the earth realm the safer I'm gonna feel going to my intuitive chakras and I can even take that to a more expansive place yeah but I would have before I made that connection I would have out of body panic attacks because Mm -hmm. of it felt like I was this open wound and the world and everybody I talked to was like hot water and prickly. And I was just like, so I would stay at home a lot of the time Mm -hmm. or I would only talk to like a few people that I felt safe with. Mm -hmm. And it just starts to become this debilitating, gosh, just awful feeling, just Mm -hmm. so awful and miserable. And then you resent your humanity community and sisterhood which is a lot of what you have created now but it's really hard to have that when there's this voice that's saying like the world is not safe or mm-hmm. um, you know your energy is not grounded and there's just like all this fear that surrounds your energy have you have you felt that oh my gosh yeah I love that you just said that because I think as humans we can't deny the fact that like connection is our it's just so important. We're meant to be in a tribe. And so when all the tribe members and the world itself starts to look like a battlefield that you have to like struggle through it, you you're totally isolated. And I think that can manifest into self doubt and self sabotage and depression and so many other 
different things. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it's also so hard to put it into words. Mm -hmm. So like, who do you talk to? Yeah. Besides that voice in your head. And that, yeah, that can, it, it goes down this black hole sometimes of conversation inside your head where it just goes and it, you could go on forever talk, thinking mm-hmm. about and feeling all the fear and that, that open wound you described, all these things that are, are really scary. And I resonate with too, just almost not being able to put to words that experience of like that out of body panic attack where, mm-hmm. um, the, the words I found best to describe what I was experiencing is like that my energy body was separate from my physical body. And I think it really relates to you, your experience in some ways where it's like you're in, you want to be just like this upper chakra, like intuitive being, and you want to stay there all the time. And it's like, I wanted to be there all the time too, because it was so fun. It felt so mm-hmm. good. And I like just was like, it's like you're basking in golden light, but then all of a sudden your physical body's like, Hey, we're still here. Like remember yeah. your feet down. And like, there also are some like things we need for survival. And it's just like this disconnect from your physical and spiritual body. That that's sort of how I was feeling it at least when I had these really horrible panic attacks. Um, yeah. Part of the healing process has been like integrating that. So integrating the physical into the spiritual. And I love that you did. And, and I was part of that, your 1212 experience where it's like using these universal laws and just divine guidance in a practical way. Um, that's so beautiful. Like you know, around relationships or around money or around law of attraction. And you have been on a freaking law of attraction manifesting, like just awesome streak lately. Can we just say? So yeah. tell me about that. Tell me how you've been using law of attraction and maybe even all the universal laws to create some of the, the, um, things you've manifested into your life lately. Yeah, it's been a wild ride. I think since May when I texted you and I was like, I have my biggest month in my business. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been up and down for sure. And I think the biggest lesson has been that just because you're using all these laws, like we're not ever on a linear path. Like one of the laws actually says like the roller coaster keeps going. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've used it to manifest money in my business. I've also used it to understand when I've manifested something that is not what I desire. And I've also used it to manifest a soulmate, a connection as far as sisterhood goes, apartments. Like it's, it's almost overwhelming. In fact, it is overwhelming how much has shifted now that I've entered into this dance. It's like I press this button and then all of a sudden – whoa, it was like action, 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 action. And one thing that I'm wanting to expand on beyond just universal laws is like, what do you do when you get what you manifested? I think that's something that we're not really talking about Mm -hmm. because even in the 1212 experience, I asked all the women, I was like, what do you really want? Like, what is your desired outcome? Some people said they want a soulmate. Some people, most people said they wanted financial freedom. And the other half, we had about 80 women. So about, I would say 30% soulmate. I'm going to botch math now. Watch. It's <laughs> like 30% soulmate, 30% um, career. So they want to like have a fulfilling career. And then 40% said financial freedom. And 
I had everybody just list everything out and air out, you know, what do you really want? And then I said, well, what is, what's stopping you? Like what, what is like really the fear that's blocking you from receiving that? Mm -hmm. And they all said, almost everyone said, what will happen when I get it? What if I can't sustain it? What if it gets taken away? What if it goes to shit? Like, and it, this light bulb went off on me and that's kind of how I um, made the connection with this whole, wow, the way we show up in one place, the way we show up everywhere. It, we aren't manifesting. I will say we're always manifesting, but we're so worried about protecting ourselves against losing what we want to manifest that we're not actually in the flow. We're still in that like controlled state and you're either being a controller or a creator. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of the work around the 12, 12 experience, I thought we were going to like manifest all this stuff and people did manifest like one of the ladies manifested an extra thousand dollars. I had women packing up their stuff and like moving. I was like, Whoa, okay. Do your thing. Like, I love it. Um, but a lot of the work was around what, why don't you give yourself permission to receive? Where did you learn that it wasn't safe to get what you want? Mm -hmm. And what conclusions did you come up with? about who you're going to be when you get what you want. Cause everyone believes like when I get this thing, everything's going to change. And that's to me, in my experience, it hasn't been true. Like, yeah, I made the biggest month in my business, but I was still me. I was still meditating on the same shit. I was still like taking my CBD and doing my things. So, like I was still moving through human stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't think that we talk about that enough. Um, I think it's a step that we skip and it's something that I really want to offer women a chance to tap into because to me, it's like, we're all using the law of attraction, but we're using it in an unconscious cycle again, where it's like, get what you want, fuck it up, get what you want, fuck it up, get what you want. Like yeah. and that's still the law of attraction at play. But what I really want to teach women is how to use these laws consciously from a place of alignment and relaxation and flow. Yeah. Not from this, like, because we're always using the 12 laws. They're always, always at play. Um, Sounds like there's kind of a difference between really tapping into some of the masculine behind that and then the feminine behind that as well, where it's like, to me, the masculine within that context would be like kind of forced, um, lots of action taking versus the feminine would be just that pure trust and flow and like letting mm -hmm. it be organic and uh, actually I just did a program with Ryan Yukomi have you ever mm -hmm. heard of him who's yeah. that you'll love him hopefully he'll be on the podcast someday yeah <laughs> he's so tapped into his divine masculine and his um, wife Chris is just this beautiful feminine goddess energy they're a powerhouse but anyways I I found that I was experiencing a, a lot of what you just said the women in 1212 experience experience were experiencing it is like we didn't I never learned how to receive mm -hmm. I never and and so therefore it was like I was closed off to receiving and that part of my feminine energy was just closed closed for business and I was really good at giving because I learned how to do that really well, but didn't really learn how to receive. And so I just went through this process of like opening myself up to receive again and not just receive money. Like, yes, money's an easy example. And that's certainly something I'm working on, but like also receive love, um, yeah. receive like just support and comfort and from my partner, all of these things. So we use this hashtag, hashtag, I can receive this throughout 30 days to just start to 
open ourselves up to receive. But my point being just that there's kind of like this, this dance that you kind of been talking about between our masculine and our feminine and between all this as well. So where, where have you been seeing yourself kind of lean on the masculine, lean on the feminine in your life? And I know you also mentioned that part of your law of attraction or your manifestation is attracting this divine masculine into your life that yeah. is really beautiful as well. Oh, I want to meet that. I want to do hashtag. I can receive this. I love that. <laughs> it's like a hashtag affirmation. Yeah. Um, so, so many like light bulbs are going off hearing you talk. Cause I relate to what you just said so much. Like, and I love that you used money and love as an example, because where I've noticed it the most is like the easier I can receive love the easier I can receive money. It's the same thing. And then in my journal, I'm writing this all out, Sarah. And I'm like, what if money is love? Like what if this whole time I've been looking at it as this blank energy, what if it's just love? And what if what my higher self guided me to do, I'll back up, just like put the background behind the journal prompts and then Mm -hmm. tie it in with um, the divine masculine. He's going to love that he's being referred to that. (laughs) Um, I wrote down in my journal, I was like, how come it's so easy for me to manifest soulmates, but not money? It was happening very different. Like I manifested money, but it took like reading five books, repeating a whole paragraph every night and like, good Lord, when I need a man, hi, he's there. (laughs) It's so weird. So I asked myself, like, why is it so easy for me to manifest love and intimate connection that feels aligned with me? Because I don't really entertain you know, when I got unengaged, I had no interest in like running out and dating like a bunch of people and like doing all these things. I just wanted to reconnect with my um, sexuality and my, my needs and my core values again. And um, it was really easy for me to identify what those were. So I, when I identified that it was so easy, I realized like, Right after that, that's when I wrote down, like, what if money is love? Like, what if money is the exact same thing? And I've just compartmentalized it into this different thing that I have to work really hard to receive. Mm -hmm. Because there's a part of me that feels really worthy of an intimate partner. So I wanted to ask her, because she's got the answer. She knows something. I wanted to ask her, what the heck's going on, girl? Like, how do you do that? And this brilliant knowledge came through of, Money is just love. And the more that I can allow myself to receive love, the easier I can allow myself to receive money and the easier I can make changes and all these different things. So mm-hmm. when I got unengaged, I did go, you know, I was rock bottom, like the rock bottom. You knew what I was going through at that time. It was yeah. total darkness, could like could not see the light. And every time I get to those points, I just grab my pen and my paper and I'm like, I just have to just figure not even figure this out. I just have to let what's showing up show up. Mm -hmm. And all I wrote down was I am only available to receive a loving, emotionally connected, just started like letting myself truly channel all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I was like, I, it's not that I never want to feel this again. Of course I don't, but I just, again, I hit that threshold of like, not again, not again will I find myself in a situation so codependent to another human that I can't find my own light. Like I was in a very unhealthy codependent relationship and I hit that threshold and I wrote down on there. I want like an interconnected, 
mm-hmm. divine relationship where we both are standing in our power. And I, I just felt it in my body. I just, I didn't know it was going to come. Certainly didn't think it was going to come as fast as it did. But here we are a year later. And I have this divine masculine in my life. And he is, I don't know how else to describe it, but this like grounding force of nature that that allows in such like a beautiful way, like that allows so much connection to take place. And that's the divine masculine for all of you listeners. It's that sacred container of protection for the feminine flow to spin and play and like dance within. Mm -hmm. So even being in the presence of a divine masculine, and I've also met since I've moved to San Diego, three other men in my life that are just friends and really have just shown me that it's safe to even have male friends that don't want anything from you and just are showing up as that safe container. Mm-hmm. And it allows the wild, wild, the wise, wild woman to show up. Now, that's be- like it's been beautiful. Like holy kapow, that's in my life right now. And to pay, like, to honor my previous relationship, looking back, he he also has so many beautiful divine masculine qualities. But when you're in this codependent relationship, there's not that much space for any like truth and trust. And that's necessary for these energies to truly thrive. Mm-hmm. They become the shadow versions of themselves when they're in a codependent relationship. Yeah. So now this is my long ass answer. Sorry, I'm wrapping it up. <laughs> but now that I have, you know, been in the presence of this divine masculine, holy mirror, I'm seeing this wild, wise woman and I don't recognize her and she scared me and she's, I've pushed her away and I've, I'm not used to receiving or feeling this much sexual energy. I'm not used to being held and seen and heard and like truly mm-hmm. taken care of. And so it's brought on a lot of opportunity for conversation between me and him around where we're at in the relationship, like in, and then that has also allowed us to talk about like finances and career moves. Like we've noticed, I've noticed, like I said, this pattern of when I get to this peak, I contract I'm like, what is that? And it's happened in this relationship that I'm in now. It's happened in my business and it's happened in my money story. Mm-hmm. So um, now with the law of attraction and the laws of the universe, I'm using them to patch up and like heal the the voids that I have gotten really familiar with and that has helped me step into receiving mode and I agree with you it all comes back to the art of receiving and and no one really teaches us that no and it's vital to be able to to be that wild wise woman to be Mm -hmm. able to receive the space to dance to flow to express yourself and to be creative and connected to your intuition so I was just thinking as you were talking that first of all I just love hearing you talk I'm gonna be honest (laughs) (laughs) hopefully you're listening I'm so long-winded I want to start a podcast so bad but I'm like girl you're gonna have to (laughs) 
Monica no. listened to me talk. People loved listening. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say after our first conversation on the podcast, I don't remember. It was like one of my first, maybe 10, one of the first 10 episodes. And I got a lot of messages after, I think I shared a couple with you that were just people love your energy. And I don't think it's in a unhealthy, oh, I want to be her. I want to look like her. I want her life kind of way. Cause you know, that to me is the manifestation of like jealousy. And mm-hmm. But instead it was a, I love her energy and I want to be around her energy because I want to feel this spiritual connection. I want to feel like I can communicate with my higher self and get these downloads and that I want the bravery and the courage to, to move across the country. Like we talked about last time and, Mm. and start this new relationship. And so, um, you know, and I know that oftentimes um, what we see in another is really a reflection of ourselves. And, and that's, I think, proof to everyone that they have exactly what they see in you. They already have all of that. Um, but if there's a woman listening going, oh, I just, it feels so far away for me to, to feel that aligned or that brave or that intuitively connected to source energy, where, where could she start? Like, is there a spiritual practice? Is there meditation? Like what practical tools or just words of advice can you give that woman who's, who wants to feel that way, wants that energy? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, well, the law of correspondence states just what you said. It's the, I'm looking at my universe board, fourth <laughs> law. And it states that everybody is a mirror for your internal world. So I love that you pointed that out because that's a really great step is Mm -hmm. to start to um, recognize that the energies in your life are just mirrors. Mm -hmm. And when they become just mirrors, they're less threatening, right? You can take responsibility. So the first step is that. Let's take responsibility for not just your bullshit, but for your badassery as well, you know, and really taking ownership over all the things that you find joyful about yourself. Mm -hmm. And I know there's probably one listener that's like, well, I don't find anything joyful about myself. And I felt like that too a couple months ago with my business. And again, it just goes back to trusting that if you can see it in someone else, then of course it's there. It might take some time. It might take some opening and allowing, but it's there. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that I love is mirror work. If everybody's a mirror, Go sit in front of an actual mirror and look at yourself in the eye and just start to stare in your eyes. And I, I mean, you'll start to just see everything around you dissolve and you'll start to witness all the masks come off and you'll start to notice like that freckle under your eye or the, the tip of your brow and just like the curve of your lips and just noticing all these human aspects of yourself. And then recognizing that the energy that's witnessing those is your divinity. Mm -hmm. And there is such a beautiful game you can play with yourself of like, even when you're brushing your teeth, like don't just stand there and brush your teeth, like get up in there and be like, how are you feeling today? Like, what do you need from me? What do you need to say? What do you need to feel? And maybe that's a warm cup of coffee. Maybe that's hugging yourselves for 30 seconds. Maybe that's walking outside barefoot to get the mail instead of putting your flip-flops on. Mm-hmm. For some reason, that's like a game changer for me. It's like hot grass and like 
feels so good. Sometimes I just rush and like put my um, flip flops on and I'm like, no, I feel like a goddess and I'm barefoot with the mail. Yeah. Anyway, it's like little things like that to just honor yourself because we're so busy honoring everybody else and like putting everybody else on this pedestal. And I think we just have to come back to the basics of like doing that for ourselves. Yeah. I love that. I love you. I love you. <laughs> you're I'm so glad you're in my life. I just, I love the energy that you, you bring to this, this. I love your energy, Sarah. <laughs> you're like this, you are such like a safe coven of energy. Like I feel so safe and well taken care of when I'm in your presence, whether online or in person, or even when we used to coach together, like, mm. and there is a difference between a, a mentor coach and like a therapist. Cause I get this question a lot from women and any listeners who are like, what's it like to hire a coach? Like, what is that? Mm. Um, I can figure this out on my own or I could Google it. It's, it is the energy. It's what me and Sarah are witnessing in each other right now. It's like, we're both going to end this call and our whole day is going to be elevated. And I think not that you can't get elevation from therapy because I'm in a version of therapy right now, but when it comes to vibrationally shifting and like pivoting and up leveling, you get something from that person. And it's not like that clingy energy where you're like taking something from them. It's just this even exchange of like, of um, recognition and acknowledgement and being heard and seen. It changes your soul and acknowledges your soul and holds space for you to just be authentically you and show up as you are without these expectations. It's, yep. I think it's rare to find that in, in much of society today. And when you find it, you want more of it. And mm-hmm. you know, I've had coaches who've been really, really good at that and coaches who have been not as skilled at that. And my, I'm immediately attracted more towards my personal coaches that are just, it's like they're, they're that, they're holding that sacred container for you to grow and to feel however you feel, whether it's the best fucking day of your life or you're in feeling really shitty that day, like it's okay and it will pass. And yeah, it's, I don't know where I was going. I just love it. Pretty special. I do too. Let's do it for the rest of our lives. (laughs) (laughs) And one day we're going to create like a dual program together. Like, yes. I feel like something's brewing between us for like the it's last been brewing year. for years. I know. But when it comes, you guys just wait. It's going to be fucking amazing. <laughs> well, just like you and I have seen each other through so many stages of our lives. Like yes. I, I, I was even just reflecting with um, Laura. Laura is one of our, yeah. we used to all teach together back in mm-hmm. like it was college for me. Mm-hmm. and you were like my first yoga teacher mm-hmm. and I was reflecting on Laura about how we like, we met and then got sent to Arizona and then came back to teach yeah. all of us just like crazy. And then like, I think what has it been like eight years later, here we are. You know. And when you, I encourage everybody, when you stop listening to this, like just sit down somewhere and acknowledge like the progress and the change mm-hmm. and the, the magnitude of your human experience yeah. Because when I do that, when I'm feeling really down, sometimes I just do that. I, I, I don't reminisce with, you know, the past heartache. I'm like, well, what's all the good stuff that's happened? And you mentioned doing that this December of like, I can't wait to just recap yeah. all the pearls yeah. from each month. And 
it's just quite, it's so magical when you think of it that way. Mm -hmm. So magical. Yeah. And we've seen each other go through a lot of those, just that roller coaster, that dance over the last eight years. And yeah, something's brewing everyone. It's coming. We, <laughs> there's We're not a, doesn't have a name yet, but I, it's I, not quite in a law of action. It's still in a law yeah, of vibration. And exactly. Like moving, it's vibrating moving. up there somewhere or between yeah. us maybe. <laughs> I feel like we're just going to know. Do you feel that? Like, I feel like yes. we're just going to know when it's time to actually like put it into the law of action and like give it a name and make it tangible. Like right now, I just feel like there's something that's like waiting for us. For yeah. When, we're ready for it. <laughs> I mean, anytime I ask you for business advice, um, Sarah's like my go-to for everything in life. Um, <laughs> like what's happening in this, but I, you always tell me, you're like, but I, you're going to know when, when, what I always tell myself is like, you're going to know when you need to know it. Like you're going to yeah. know, like this idea you're telling me sounds cool and it mm -hmm. could be, it could be successful, but I feel like something else is there. Yeah. And that is knowing. the first step of like working with your intuition. Yeah. 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 And trusting that, right? Like, even if you don't have all the answers right this minute, right? Like this second today, trust that they're going to come when they, they need to come, when you need to. Yeah. And I know trust is not for any listeners. It's not like that cool answer that you want. It doesn't have a five-step process, right. but it, it's just, it honestly, I want everybody to really harness that trust with themselves. It's a learning experience. It is a, it, it's a process that you're developing as you're going. And if you're having a hard time trusting yourself, do what I'm doing right now and look at it, how you're not trusting maybe your coworkers or look how you're not trusting your partner. Like feel into those other areas of your life because it could give you some insight on the relationship that you're having with yourself. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your energy and your love. And I just appreciate you as a human being and as a soul in my life so much. So thank you, Tori. <laughs> you're so welcome. Can you just let everyone know what's coming up next that they might be able to sign up for, get involved with you or join your community and how they can find you? Yes. Yeah, so September 24th, we start my new four-week masterclass. The idea came just like Sarah said it would. It's called <laughs> Off the Record, and it is risky, bold, and super exciting. We're going to be unlocking the manifestation secrets behind career moves, soulmates, sex, and money. And it's going to be four weeks of interactive work with me to help you unravel the basic pattern in your life and like how it's playing a key role in these four areas. Mm -hmm. um, I think sex and money is something that we all have this like secret yearning to talk about. Mm -hmm. So my goal is to create a sacred space for us to just go there and like rip the bandaid off, have these soul sister style conversations, and then also activate that that intention, that action to make the changes that we've been dying to make and stop repeating the same behavior. So that starts on the 24th. The card actually opens tonight. So, yeah. So I'm excited. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be well, so amazing. We'll link to that in the show notes. And yeah, those four kind of the categories there seems like something that's going to be attractive to a lot of people and like you said it's like we we're afraid to talk about money and sex and even our job sometimes it's just, it's just mm -hmm. like 
letting that all out and and we've talked a lot about this like sacred container it's like you're going to be holding this sacred platform container space for people to have real raw vulnerable conversations around these yes it's going to be amazing i'm sure uh link to that and then they can find you on instagram at i am tori washington and you have a new facebook group oh yes thank you it's the mystic collective so uh, join us inside there i go live all the time teaching on these little bites of wisdom Um, it's completely free. It's on Facebook. So you guys can check that out as well in the show notes. Yes. Your live streams are awesome. Thank you for sharing your energy. Thanks for being on the show and I'm sure we'll have you back again soon. Thanks Tori. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode with Tori Washington. You can find more info on her and her new program off the record in the show notes. And if you are yearning to unlock your intuitive powers and step into alignment with the universe, I invite you to join me and 30 other women for five weeks of intuitive soul school. The investment is $144 and the return is a completely new relationship to yourself and the universe that surrounds you. I'll also drop a link in the show notes for that program and Tudor Soul School begins September 23rd. And as you heard us mention, maybe, just maybe, there might be something Tori and I collaborate on in the future. So let us know. Would you be excited for a program that we co-host together? Let's make it happen. All right, tribe, have a beautiful rest of your day and I will see you next time.